This is the Iowa State Athletics SciCast. The SciCast is brought to you by Van Wall Equipment. Visit any Van Wall location today to test drive the full lineup of John Deere compact utility tractors, which have the power and versatility to conquer anything this season. I'm John Walters. Today's SciCast is a visit with Eric Haft and Ben Bruns as we look back to Iowa State's win over Baylor and look ahead to the game with Kansas State. And as always, our SciCast is presented by Authentic Brand, more than just your source for official Cyclone gear. With an amazing team of designers, Authentic Brand can custom manufacture polo shirts, jackets, caps, bags, and beyond for your team or small business. Check them out online at authentic-brand.com. Look authentic, feel authentic, be authentic. Well, guys, the uh, Cyclones win really one of those kind of games that you have to win probably if you're going to have a special season where you, you know, have some flaws, but you find your way through it, you fight your way through it, and you end up getting a great win. I think as we look back at this season, that could be a game that we kind of circle and say, you know what, that's that's the difference between having a great season and a, and a good season. You know, no team has ever really had a perfect season, a perfect game, you know, where every single thing went right. But it's how you can deal with the preponderance of, of what's going on to find a way to win. And Iowa State you know, did it against Baylor. And to, and to be honest, you know, for the struggles, it, just a few plays went wrong, but it kind of puts you in a hole. But in the second half, I would say for maybe 20 minutes of, of game time, it might have been the best football Iowa State has played all season. And in a time that really needed, which I think is impressive and speaks to, you know, what this team can become. Yeah, Matt Matt said it at halftime, right? Uh, you know, the they're you know, they've done a lot of good things, but three turnovers is a problem, right? And it's gonna be hard to overcome and they've gotta uh dig deep and, and do it. And you're exactly right, Eric. I mean, I think that that uh uh, second half, there was some really high quality football played uh, both on both sides of the ball and and uh, in special teams uh, after the after the uh, punt. Uh, you know, I think sport. one of the things that really stood out to me was, and I'm not surprised at all by it, is the really positive response to Brock Purdy after he got off to the the struggle at the start because we know Brock well, we know how grounded he is, we know how. Uh, competitive he is and there's a guy that you or your instincts would be oh my gosh what's going on but his teammates are picking him up on the sideline and he comes out and has a great second half and has that ability to put it behind him and focus on the next thing and man hats off to that kid he is he is tough yeah no doubt he you know I think running the football which which he did a number of times in the second half you know, we've talked about it a lot on, on uh, whenever we're together about how that adds an extra dimension to Iowa State's offense. And, you know, frankly, it, it creates a, a minute, uh, you know, for for you to have a different kind of juices flowing uh, when you're when you're in that quarterback position. And it is the hardest position in college football these days. It's the hardest position in football, you know, uh, across the board these days. And you know, Iowa State has a pretty special one. Yeah, and to be able to bounce back, I mean, I think John and Ben, you, you nailed it. I think it takes a special kind of guy to be able to do that. A guy that has innate confidence in his own ability uh, and also has the, I think, the unwavering trust of his coaches, which I think really helps make these things possible. And to come out and do what he did is something, well, 
we've seen it on, on other scales before, but it was really important the other night. And man, did he deliver? Guys, we're uh, seeing this senior class really lead, and and Matt has talked several times about having these sixteen seniors. He named them all captains, which was an unusual move. But you know, when you look at that game the other night, and you look at the some of the guys out there that were making plays to help you. Uh, secure that football game there were a lot of seniors running around making plays and you know John Haycock has said it he has said it to us many times Uh, your seniors have to play the best football of their careers if you're going to have a successful season and these guys are it's fun it's it's so satisfying to see seniors stepping up big in in their last year it's great to see and not only that I mean I think upperclassmen you know sophomores freshmen they're all ramping up their games, and, and a lot of that has to do, I have to believe, with that senior leadership. And it's great to see guys who may be getting their last bite at the apple to, to really have an opportunity and, and then come through in that best year that they've ever had. And, but there's a number of them. And, I, and as you mentioned, all 16 are captains, but how many of those guys have not contributed on some level? I would say none of them. Oh, no question. Absolutely. You know, we, we talked about Sean Foster uh, as a guy who, you know, has really emerged in his last season. You know, you do all that work, you do all that stuff to, to get yourself in a position to be able to have a chance to play and contribute. And, you know, sometimes there are some guys where it just doesn't click uh, to a certain point. And here's a guy who now as a senior is, is playing really good football at that left tackle spot. And, you know, for, for much of his career, the jury was out. There was no clear picture as to how uh, he could potentially step up and step in to, to do that. And, you know, I just think that's a tribute to him, but I think it's a tribute to the staff and, and the strength and conditioning folks as well, because, uh, you know, he's just come uh, light years in a year. And that left tackle position, man, that, that's one that uh, was a huge question mark for everybody coming into the season to have a senior step into that and do it. And it, it saves miles on tires of redshirt freshmen and, and uh, you know, young guys to be able to have seniors and, and juniors going out and playing uh, winning football in, in those positions. You know, one of the things that kind of stands out to me, you know, Iowa State's having tremendous success. And everybody loves the story of the walk-on. I love that story. Everybody loves it. You know, but this whole team is now Matt Campbell and his staff's team. And they have recruited, identified players. Normally, uh, we see three or four walk-ons starting or playing significant roles. We don't see as many. Derek Schweiger, a tremendous exception to this. I, I just think as, as we're looking at the trajectory of this program and how as we move forward, I just think their ability to identify talent and develop talent uh, and recruit the, the right people, uh, I, I think that's incredible to the level that they've been able to do it because it marks a real change in, I think, the standing of Iowa State's program. And the NFL sees that too, right? I mean, it's uh, when, when you've got talent, uh, people want talent. And, you know, with the accountability that's built into uh, how Matt runs the program, uh, I think Iowa State's going to be a place that uh, the NFL is looking in the future. And, you know, I, I was having a conversation this week about uh, my experience. Um, you know, somebody that, that I was just getting to know asking me about what was that like? I said, listen, you know, 20, 20 years ago, uh, you know, 
nobody expected anything from Iowa State. It wasn't like you were going to get the nod when it came to can this guy play or not. Um, and we still had a bunch of guys from that 2000 team that uh, had great NFL careers. And, you know, I, I think that uh, in the future, uh, that does matter. It matters for recruiting. It's a great story to be able to tell. And if you've got the capability, you're going to get a, a great chance to go do it uh, at Iowa State today. And as we've heard many times from several coaches, including Matt Campbell, but even prior coaches at Iowa State, in the game of recruiting, it's the misses and the defections that hurt you. It's, it's not so much how many home runs can you hit. It's, it's how many misses do you have? How many swings and misses? How many, how many defections? How many guys leaving your program early? And, you know, for Matt and his, his staff, Eric, as you mentioned, to be able to identify guys immediately after they got the job, because when you think about that senior class that we're talking about right now, these are guys that these guys honed in on as they got the job. Now, some of them, they were probably recruiting at Toledo, but some of them, they probably weren't. But to be able to put together a class of that high of quality with really nothing to sell just shows you how good these guys are at identifying and retaining talent. You have a couple things to sell, either hope or, or actual actual uh, results. And, and, and I think early on, sometimes the hope you have a chance, you know, but I think the fact that he was able to do it on that high level, David Montgomery, uh, who was part of that first class, on down the line, Deshante Jones, some of these guys from Ohio that he were recruiting. And now you, you know, just a, a few months later, you, you're out on that next group as well. You know, a guy like Kinney, uh, maybe they were expanding as a staff into areas where they traditionally hadn't been. Uh, I think they're really good at their job. They're really good at their evaluation. And I, I think if you look at some of the early offers they put out uh, to people who don't have great offers, those people end up getting a lot of big offers after that. And, and I know that happens a lot of places, but I think Iowa State is respected as, as identifying talent by other coaches around the country. And an offer from Iowa State, I think, really means something. Today's SciCast is brought to you by Van Wall Equipment. Van Wall Equipment and John Deere are proud to support Iowa's farmers in the field and Iowa State Athletics on the field. We look at a kid like Brees Hall, and and we saw David Montgomery before him, and we talk about recruiting. If you're a running back, seeing the success that, that those guys have had in Matt's system is certainly going to make you think hard and long about Iowa State. And let's talk about Brees a little bit in terms of, you know, we've seen he has more yard gains of 50 yards or more than any running back in college football. And he seems to get one a game or two a game where he just busts one and you get a 60, 70 yard gain. He didn't have one of those against Baylor. And yet he's mm -hmm. still grinded out a career high in carries, had some beautiful touchdown runs and just showed that there's <laughs> a lot of different ways that he can do it. And we haven't seen one yet. That, that he hasn't been able to do. So fun to see him do it a different way against Baylor. Yeah. And you think about some of the, uh, some of those plays, I mean, uh, the touchdown run into the North end zone where he bounced it outside, you know, he doesn't bounce it outside a lot. There are running backs who that that's kind of their go-to play. Brees is not a guy that does that very often. So, you know, typically you're trying to run fit uh, in, inside the tight end and, you know, and take him down and, you know, they bring pressure off the edge, uh, it gets home, and and he just is is so explosive that he's able to pop outside and, and 
get that thing uh, to the end zone. It's, I think, really hard for people to calibrate what angle to take on him because he he varies his tempo so well, especially at, at moments when, you know, it's it's time to make a decision. And that happened again on Saturday. And it's, and it's three yards in a cloud of dust when that's not there. You know, think about uh, he's, he's willing to run into a couple guys and fall forward for a yard. And, and now all of a sudden it's second and seven, not, uh, you know, not uh, second and nine. I just think he's a, such a deceptive running back, deceptive on a couple of levels. Number one, he doesn't look to, uh, 215 pounds. I mean, I, I, I think his size is – I think it's a little bit deceiving. I think the other thing, too, is his speed is so deceiving, too. And you mentioned that you know, he, he runs with different tempos, but I think people still underestimate how fast he is. And once again – and that's fairly common among running running backs who are real gliders like – like Brees is when he gets moving. So I, I think a couple things there for Brees that you know, are a little bit deceptive because he is a power back who can really run and has unbelievable vision. You got two young guys on the right-hand side of this offensive line and a whole bunch of tight ends who are, are just really, really good at creating angles uh, in the running game. And, and I think – the play of those two guys on the right has has been so surprising, Simmons and, and Remsburg, that it allows everything to continue to work, even when the box is getting filled up. And, you know, when the box gets filled up, then then Purdy has to run it a little bit, or you've got to throw it to Brees out of the backfield like Iowa State did in the goal line, and, and it was wide open. And, and uh, there's just – it opens up other aspects of the game. And it's interesting that Iowa State's running game is setting up their passing game this year, and then it's setting up the running game again. Isn't that the way <laughs> the traditionalists always talk That's, about? We're going to run the football love it. to set up the pass? Totally. On Football Saturdays, our John Deere run of the game is brought to you by Van Wall Equipment. Nothing runs like a deer, especially when it's supported by Van Wall Equipment. The Cyclone's John Deere dealer of choice. Guys, let's, uh, let's talk about Dave Andrews. Because I think we're seeing kind of the fruition of why Matt Campbell brought him in, which was to be able to, to finish, finish games, finish uh, months, finish seasons. Now, we're not to the finish line yet, but uh, we're seeing a very healthy football team, a very strong football team that uh, seems to be getting through four quarters of play and get stronger as games go on. And, of course, part of it is trying to, spread it out and pace yourself so you can be maximum energy and maximum performance all the way through a long season. I guess, Ben, I want to start with you on this. How hard is that, do you think, for a strength program to be able to look at that big picture of a season and figure out a way to get to maximum performance all the way through? I think it's gotten increasingly difficult in in the last, you know, since, I mean, heck, it's been 20 years since I played, right? And you know, we were so focused on uh, on just pure strength and conditioning that that the explosiveness and the power generated and the functional movements that have become such a key part of strength and conditioning programs in the last 20 years were sort of afterthoughts or nice to haves. And, you know, now everybody has that. But what that does is when you've tweaked up everybody's explosiveness level, it's, you know, catastrophic injuries become a bigger deal, right? You tear, if you're, if you're fast twitch and, and really, uh, you know, 
able to uh, put uh, full energy and effort into anything you do all the time in that six second burst, right? You really, you play in the course of a game, each individual guy plays about six minutes worth of, of actual football. And, and the amount of energy exerted in that six minutes is insane. And it's gotten even more dramatic uh, since we've been doing the training techniques I just described. And, and so I think it's that much harder for a modern-day strength conditioning coach to get that longevity tied into and that injury-proofing tied into it all. And that was one thing that Dan McCartney told Matt McGettigan, you got to do. you gotta, you got to injury-proof us. So that uh, our so that we have we don't have the depth that some other teams do. Now Iowa State has depth and injury proofing, and and I think you know that enhanced mental toughness around being in fabulous shape, and it's all done in a really positive environment. I mean, I I I think that's a big difference is just how my perception of how positive the strength and conditioning uh, group is uh, at Iowa State. And I'd add one more thing, um, and that's that. That TCU game, you know, you've been on the ropes. You're playing a team that you, you you don't know for sure who the quarterback is. They switch at halftime, and it's hot as blue blazes. And Iowa State came out and, and for four quarters played in an elite level of focus and, and um, you know, and really proved, I think, uh, to themselves and to the rest of the conference what this team was made of, you know, that to me was the acknowledgement of the success of what, what has happened. Now we get a chance to see in these last three games, uh, how that, how that longer race plays out. Yeah, I would agree so far, definitely so good, but you know, let's, let's see how well we finish. You know, I, I confident it's going to be very well, but we'll have to see. I think the other thing too is, uh, going back to recruiting and all that uh, development, I mean, they've developed enough players that when, other than the offensive line, I mean, so many players are playing right now. I mean, offensive line, you pretty much stick with the same five guys the whole game, and those guys have to be incredible warriors. But aside from that, look at the number of player players that are getting a lot of meaningful snaps, which also means that your very top-line guys are getting fewer. And I think that bodes well as we head down the home stretch of the season two. Get ready for your tailgate with Authentic Brand, proudly creating cyclone gear. Authentic Brand makes all kinds of cyclones apparel, from t-shirts to dress shirts, hats, bags, and more. You'll love the huge selection and all in cardinal and gold. Find it at local retailers or order online at AuthenticBrand.com. Well, that's exactly what we're going to do over the next couple of weeks is head down the home stretch and you know they're going to be tested physically against a Kansas State team that will be very ready to play and uh, very much looking forward to that game. That's going to be a fun test uh, a week from Saturday. It's going to be. Uh, if you can call it game against Kansas State fun. I mean, these are, these are <laughs> games, man. They have been for a long time, and I'm sure uh, come next Saturday, it, it'll be another it'll be another tough game. You know, and one thing, too uh, – and we've talked a lot about what Iowa State's been able to do, you know, on the field, but off the field, you know, with strength conditioning, but the COVID mitigation, uh, you see how many games are being canceled, you know, and who knows? Uh, I know K-State's had kind of an outbreak, 
uh, hopefully we'll be able to play that game. But uh, just unbelievable that we've actually played this many games right now and we're still testing the way we are. Uh, doesn't mean it's going to continue, but I'm just so hopeful we're able to finish this season that could be such a landmark season and not have it another thing in 2020 <laughs> go south. I, I would have never expected you guys that we'd be at this place in, in the season and, and be able to be, uh, you know, in, in this spot. And, you know, it, it, it says a lot about the power of, of your, uh, of, of your group to uh, manage it. But I think it also says a lot about the power of testing and, you know, this, the, the reason that these sports have been able to succeed is because they can understand. I mean, Think about it, John. If you hadn't known that, that you, you got COVID, uh, you go about your normal life and you, you take a lot of precautions. But, uh, you know, that that you immediately know that you can't go anywhere and do anything and, and got to really, uh, you know, uh, lock it in. And, and um, that's a really powerful thing for for people to know and to be able to work around. And, and you know, you get it out, you keep it out and, and then you verify that it's out and you know, Iowa State, uh, Mark Coberly really has been on the front edge of this thing. And, and if you ask Mark at all about it, he'll tell you it's it's the kids. It's it's everybody involved that's doing this. Well, one thing, too, that I was uh, interviewing uh, Mike Rose on our locker room show after the win against Baylor. One of the things I asked him, you have a week without a game. What's your week going to be like? And he says, get healthy, stay healthy. Don't get the virus. I mean, yeah. you know, and yeah. seriously, as you mentioned, like Mark would say, it is the players. I mean, they have the, that leadership group and a whole bunch of people that are, have been bought into it. Hopefully that's going to continue because you, know, you can control to some extent, you know, the odds of you getting it. Um, and, and I think this team has done an incredible job uh, so far. Uh, let's hope it continues. But yeah, I mean, w- when one of your team leaders, one of the first things he says is, "Hey, <laughs> got to got to take care of yourselves and and do what you can to not get the virus." That's pretty important, I think, and it resonates with the rest of his teammates. Yeah, there's there's definitely a reason why Mark Coberly was named uh, as uh, Jamie Pollard's athletic department employee of the year. Uh, the job that he and his staff have done have been absolutely amazing, and I am extremely grateful that uh, I got tested and found out that I was positive. Had would have had no way of knowing. Um, feel very blessed by that. Um, and, and don't want, even though I feel great, guys, I, I don't want to uh, downplay how important it is to try to avoid getting the disease. And I did try as hard as I could to avoid getting the disease and still got it. Um, but even though I feel great, I certainly wouldn't want to wish this on anybody else. And I think it's important to understand that, yes, I'm, I'm very fortunate. I'm very blessed that I do feel great because I understand there's a lot of people that don't and are going through hell right now. And so um, I think what these young people have done and what Mark Coberly and his staff have done has been nothing short of remarkable. And uh, we, we are really fortunate to have people like that at Iowa State. It's what makes Iowa State special. Amen. Well said. All right, guys. We'll see you next week. I'm counting on it. Well, hey, hey, John, (laughs) any chance you're going to make this next one? I'm making it. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I I, I will be there. I will be there. Thanks, guys. I love it.
Today's SciCast was brought to you by Van Wall Equipment. Stop by one of their locations and learn why Van Wall Equipment and John Deere are Iowa's clear first choice. Thanks for listening.